Hold on to your mug. We're in for a wild night. Greeting, traveler. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Born to be Wild, a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends talking about the wild format of Hearthstone, spotlighting members of the wild community. I am your host as always, Nate Wolf. It is good to be back on another beautiful Friday evening here in Portland, Oregon and joined by two very awesome people. Hydralisk, how are you doing tonight? I am doing amazing. It's a beautiful day. It's been a great week. I'm really happy to be doing the show tonight, and we got a great guest tonight. Who do we have, Nate? Oh, dude, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Oh, who do we got tonight? I'm really excited. Uh-huh. So, uh, some yeah, schmo, some we got some schmo joining with this us with this. And I just couldn't find anyone better. I'm sorry. This is kind of a oh wait, we're live. Sorry. Uh, no, yeah, yeah jo- joining us joining us tonight. One of uh, top legend wild players. Writer for Tempo Storm, Wild Meta Snapshot, Wild League Champ for THL, and member of Alpha Flight Gaming. Welcome to the show, Rotted Zombie. How's it going? I'm great, and I'm so happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm uh, just looking forward to chatting with you. Yeah, cool. Oh, am, I, am, I, am, I, am I allowed to drop that bomb? So, so we're sort of family friendly here, but if, okay. any, if anybody swears, I, I'll bleep it out later and put a murder yeah, over it. No, yeah, no, you become. It's, <laughs> you become a murloc, so it turns it, yeah. it, it pretty cute. It's, it's all good, right? Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you guys very much. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, super, super excited to have you on. Um, for those people who are listening or watching the show who are not familiar with you, um, can you give us, you know, a little bit of like an intro? Who who is the rotted zombie? You know, how did you get into Hearthstone? How long you've been playing? Why do you like the wild format? That sort of thing. Absolutely. Well, I am the Rotted Zombie, and I love that guy. I started playing Hearthstone around Witchwood, so a lot later than than people you might typically talk to who play our format. But I got into it because I play a lot of Blizzard games, I played a lot of Magic back in my day, and I thought, okay, I should finally just do this. And so I, I enjoyed the mainline game, but when some of my favorite cards like Void Lord, Carnivorous Cube, you kind of are going to get a theme there. When they went to rotate into wild, I thought, I kind of don't want to leave these guys behind. So I went with them. And after that, I've just really been enjoying the format. I've worked my way up, working on my fundamentals. Like you said, I write for Tempo Storm. I'm a member of Amberflight Gaming, and I just try to be a nice guy and a source of positivity even when things are hard. That's Love really it. cool. Which other Blizzard games did you play before you jumped into Hearthstone? Oh, buddy. So when I was at BlizzCon covering Hearthstone for Tempo, I also might have spent a lot of time playing Diablo 4. I'm an old Diablo guy, right back from the mainline, and I am head over heels just so excited about the next installment in the franchise. But that that, that can be for another podcast. Yeah, I'll be playing with you, so so hit me up, because I I can't wait either. Let's do it. Dude, 100%. We played so much Diablo... That was one of those, I remember being in, gosh, I don't know when Diablo 1 came out, but I remember buying it, getting up early, playing it before school. I don't know if it was, gosh, when did Diablo 1 come out? 
in the late mid late 90s so that was high school for me okay yeah i was in middle and high school i'm I'm 36 and i i think you and i are basically in the same boat there yeah good times man i diablo one the expansion uh diablo 2 we played a ton of diablo 3 was great so yeah no no i'm a big fan uh in fact we could just not talk about hearthstone and just talk some diablo for the next couple hours it'd be great we're a diablo podcast now (laughs) yeah i i totally as soon as resurrected was announced i i jumped right back into diablo 2 again and i was playing diablo 2 and then realized that when the game was newer back in the day and i was playing it i didn't really know what i was doing like totally like compared like i was reading all these guides on making perfect characters and stuff and i'm like yeah no i I guess 2001 hydra did not know how to make good builds (laughs) you know and that's kind of analogous to our i think a lot of our hearthstone experiences when we just got going we wanted to play the fun looking cards we wanted to play (laughs) the big minions the boulder fist ogres and now we (laughs) kind of have a sense of what's going on so it's it's sort of interesting how blizzard games can work like that that's hilarious it's such a good analogy because i I have successfully like tanked my way through three Diablo games. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure there's there's a much more uh, smooth way to finesse your way through Diablo than to just smash people with a giant hammer or sword or axe or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But did you did you have fun with it? Oh, absolutely, man! I had so much fun. I uh, and yeah, I will play it again for sure. I so I assume that you're going to get the Diablo two remaster. Oh yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> my only my only complaint with that is that they announced it and they're like, "Hey, pre order right now." And I was like, "Oh yeah, cool." Do you get like a a, a skin or a card back or a mount or a anything? No, you just get to pay us early. Like, ah, yeah, no, I'll pass. Thanks. Funding. For a small indie company. Small (laughs) indie company, yeah. But I'm excited about it. I mean, I will get it for sure. I'm a little bit less excited about the mobile game. I've heard good things, but, like... I I don't don't really like playing with my thumbs on a a, cell phone. I can barely play Hearthstone on my mobile device. (laughs) I don't. I don't. As soon as I started playing it on a computer, I don't touch it on my phone. Like, at all. Yeah. No, if I want to do serious laddering, I'll I'll use my computer. And this is this was a rule I set in place during the Snip Snap era of eight PM. <laughs> yes. And I I just hold it true to today. Well, and some of the best decks are eight PM decks. I mean, mm-hmm. Mozaki and Flame Waker, and even if you're playing like Reno Priest and you're going to go off with a, um, you know, a machine gun turn, like sometimes you got to be quick. So that makes sense. I'm telling you that. Snip Snap is the last time I think I played on my phone because it was my lunch break at work and I went out and I sat in my truck and I'm like, I'm going to learn this Snip Snap thing. And I'm on my phone and yeah, didn't work. Mm, Did not. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's rough. Hey, I wanted to give you a big shout out because the artist that you use, uh, I stole her from you and she's done all of our artwork and she's so good. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Cr- Christina she good? is so good. And yes, she's done a bunch of artwork for us. She's done three emotes and two like, uh, mascot designs and she's amazing. Um, so yes, I, for those of you guys watching or listening, we, we have the same designer and she's so good. So yeah. And I'd recommend anyone both check her out, but check out Fiverr in general if, you, if you're looking for quality artists who are just looking to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I was been... thinking, I was, I was going to ask you, um, you mentioned that you work for Tempo Storm, correct? 
I do in in a well part time capacity. I'm the lead of their Wild Hearthstone meta snapshot. How long have you been doing that, and like what sort of got you into to doing that? Oh gosh, been doing it now for a year and a half, almost pushing two years since, since well before the pandemic. And I want to say my own special special merits and my ability as a warlock player, but the answer is really Slizzle four six six. <laughs> he he was the lead when I first started writing for them, and he trusted me to bring me on to be a, to be an expert voice for them. And I'm I'm grateful for his support and for the support of everyone at Tempo. Nice, nice. Yeah. It's it's good content. I mean, we so we had NHL on last week, and we talked about oh. this a little bit. <laughs> I know you feel you feel bad for us. <laughs> oh, Captain Mike Hampton, he, he's my THL captain. <laughs> he's so I, great. I, I love oh, him so goodness. much. He's yeah. he, he's a, he's amazing. I give him a hard time, but he's fantastic. And we had asked him a little bit. Hey, you know, explain to us the difference between Tempo Storm and Vicious Syndicate because you know one is more database, one is opinion based. But like, there it's sort of two sides of the same coin. Um, yes, and yeah, I don't know. We're we're big fans of yours, obviously. Well, uh, thank you. I'm big fans of yours. Aww. <laughs> uh, were, were you wanting to ask me about that difference, also? Um, I you know I wasn't planning on it, but since it came up, sure, why not? <laughs> mm. I think NHL probably spoke well for it. I mean, you guys know what we do. We have people who are very very good at the game, and they rely on data to review things, but also on their own uh, analysis based on their experiences. So I feel like it's just a good marriage of raw data and practical uh, experience, both uh, at the top legend and sort of up and down the ladder. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, let me ask. (laughs) (laughs) That is the end of the story. (laughs) There will be no more questions. Enough said. All right. Show's over everybody. That was uh, that's a wrap. (laughs) Join us next week when, (laughs) Yeah. We'll just start Sorry. pilfering all the people from your team, and we get a different opinion each week. <laughs> yeah, we'll just all say the exact same thing and end the show quickly. <laughs> hey, that's great. That's great. <laughs> I think sixteen hundred dust already does that, right? In like fifteen minutes, done. Oh my god! Don't get me started on dust. I bought the whale bundle, but you, you were you were oh, going to say something. Oh else. god, we'll get into it. Yeah. So yeah. I saw for um, Tempo Storm, you were the resident warlock expert. I assume that's your favorite class. Yes. Um, Far and away, my most played class on all servers. <laughs> I have a confession to make that that Reno Lock uh, deck that you sent over. I have it in all gold. It's very nice. <laughs> oh. I saw your eyes roll back into your head. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, we had. A... <laughs> oh, it's just a, the slightest gasm. Yeah, I, I, I do as well. I love anti-aggro, anti-combo Reno Warlock, but that you know, that's just me. That's just that's just what I like. Right. Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, so we got some special topics to talk about tonight. So I don't want to belay uh, this too long. But let me ask one, one question uh, before we move along in the show a little bit. How did you come up with your name, The Rotted Zombie? I, I was curious about the story behind that. Of course. I mean, it's been a handle of mine since I was maybe 15, 16. And I've always liked horror films, the work of George Romero, and anything sort of pulpy and gross. And it just sort of felt natural, and I've I've been running with it now for over two decades. I just I like that stuff, and that's this is this is who I am. I love it. Hey, by the way, okay, since you're a fan, I have a Shutter account. I don't know if you if you subscribe to that or not, but I I too enjoy the format. So they just pushed out. I don't know. It was I think it was last night. Psycho Goreman is now on Shutter. Have you seen that before? 
I have not, but that oh, sounds dude. like exactly the kind of thing that I want to be watching. <laughs> it is, it is uh, so, so Gorman. So Rod Johnston uh, was the one that told me, "Hey, you need to watch this." Oh, I love Rod. Right? Yeah, we go yeah. we go way back, and and uh, he goes he goes, "Hey, you need to watch this. This is the best movie I've ever seen." And I, I don't, you know, maybe he's being facetious. I don't know, but I so I watched the trailer, and it looks amazing. And I so I asked him, "Hey, where can I watch this?" And he said, "Well." You know, the only place you can watch right now is if you rent it somewhere, and uh, and I said uh, I'll just I'll just wait. And then I saw last night it came on Shutter, and he goes, "You need to watch this right now." And I said, "I just press play." Um, it's I, I'm only uh, work has been super busy for me this week, but I am about half an hour into it, and it's it's amazing. I I recommend it. Um, I don't know how it's going to end, but it's it's just. <laughs> freaking wonderful pile of guts and glory oh but it's funny and sarcastic i mean so here's the basic premise right yeah. uh there's a super evil demon space monster and he is Old. right right so this is this <laughs> yeah, right. is kind of a, a this is like a i don't know if you'd call it funny i'm not a big comedy fan but like so he he is like locked up by the other space people and uh you know buried captured inside of this like gem and these two little kids like unearth it accidentally and um and it it acts sort of like a genie's lamp where if you hold the gem you're now in control of the monster and he's like i'm gonna kill you guys i gotta eat your brains and they're like you're gonna do whatever we say uh you know uh, ah. jog in place clap your hands go pick on this bully for me and eat that guy's brains <laughs> right and he's <laughs> and he's like he's so angry and mad at them and they're mm-hmm. just it's and they're they think it's all a big joke it's so funny it, it, it's not my normal thing but like okay i i it's pretty funny so I, writing I, down psycho gore man writing it down now right <laughs> anyways right anyways so <laughs> well <laughs> I I love it. I love it. That sounds great. <laughs> Perfect for a nice Friday night movie with right. the wife. Hey, I'm I mean, I it's to each their own, but but it it's it's pretty <laughs> I'm look, I'm like half an hour in and it's it's entertaining. I'll say that. Good. Well, how about let's let's check in and see how everyone's doing. Let's see what we've been up to this week. Well, let's start with you Nate. What have you been doing? What's new with you? Yeah, it's been a busy week at work. We're um I work for the government and it's budget time. We have like, so next week uh, we are meeting with the, the mayor and city council and the, uh, all of the, um, you know, the budget committees to, to push through the budget. And so it's, it's been kind of a crazy week prepping for all of that. Um, so I haven't had a chance to, I don't know, breathe all that much, but in terms of Hearthstone, like I don't know, I've sort of tanked my rank. We'll talk about it later. I, I was holding down about five hundred legend for a while, and then I started trying to learn six J's Mozaki Mage and just tanked all the way down. Like I'm at two thousand right now. It's it's like super bad. Um, and and again, like we'll talk about this later. But on a, a more positive note, um the mass effect remake just came out and I've been playing it and playing it and playing and playing it. It's so good. Uh, I mean, I've played it 
way back when, but it's cool to play it on, you know, the new systems and they remastered the first game. So the graphics matched the newer ones and, um, it's been a blast. So that, I mean, honestly, like this is a Hearthstone podcast, but kind of talking all things non Hearthstone. Uh, I've been playing a lot of mass effect and it's been a lot of fun. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of it for me. I mean, I'm really excited to uh, hang out with Rotted. I, I've i gone to, like, back pre-pandemic, I've been to a handful of the fireside gatherings that Guy Grumpy put on down down the way. And Rotted, Rotted yeah. and I have always managed to miss each other. And so... Yes, um, we have. And so it's cool. Hey, cool. It's good to actually talk to you in person. And, and yeah, I'm just excited to be here. So... Yeah, well, it's good to have you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate. I, I appreciate the invite uh, <laughs> to be on your own show. <laughs> yeah, Rada, what have you been up to this week? Oh, just trying to not uh, tilt so hard. I, I mean, I think you guys know that a lot of us have been trying to figure out what our place is in this meta, and I'm no different from that. And so I've just been, I've been trying to find my way along and balance being a content creator with enjoying that. And I think that can be tricky right now, but it's also all about mindset, I find. I Otherwise, like I'm all right. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? Hey, we were talking about it uh, off the air, but we were commenting on all the cool toys that you got behind you. I see a couple Snorlaxes. I see some Fallout stuff. Strong Bad also. Oh, yeah. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I'm basically a large child. I think Especially, we... ask, ask my wife. She would confirm that. <laughs> I think we all are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In some regards. Well, very good. Hyder, what have you been up to this week? Well, uh, much similar story... When it can, we can also talk about the meta a little later, but I, I've been feeling things are a little stale, and I've been basically enjoying what all Hearthstone has to offer by just dipping into everything recently. So I've been going on all three servers and just clearing my quests, playing little here, little there. I've been uh, playing some standard. I've been playing some duels. Uh, I noticed that a few people in the wild community have got the duels bug a bit lately. Uh, Jack made a post about uh, something Team America was talking about. It's unfortunately or fortunately nerfed uh, just the other day in uh, in a quick patch, but there was a gross combination uh, where if you built your deck a certain way, um, you had to have a very large amount of legendaries. And so what you would do is have... The, the smallest amount that um, Swagyard and I could figure out was eight. Um, a minimum of eight. You may have could have gone a little bit less, but when you get the passive, um, you get a passive for when you play Legendary, it duplicates it. Oh, oh yeah. And also the other passive was um, to make your attack the same as your health. So you put in low attack, high health minions like Baron Rivendare. Right, so Baron comes out as a so it Baron's a four mana one seven and comes out as a four mana seven seven when you play yep. and then duplicates itself. So two seven sevens for four mana. Wow! And so you play uh, Nat Peggle uh, becomes a four four. 
Um, Walker Cho. Or Walker Cho becomes the 4-4, two of them each, right? All extremely cheap. It was absolutely ridiculous. And so when, when you built this deck, you would stomp... I mean, you're liable to lose the first game because you don't have your treasures yet. But after that, um, you just destroy everybody until you run into the mirror. And then it's whoever, I guess, draws better at that point. Uh, the first time I did it, I went, I got nine wins on my nice. first one. And I didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't know how the deck even worked. Like, I just saw all these. I, I, kept, I think it was when I saw Jack post it. Oh, and, yeah. and, and I was like, okay, I get a roll for Warrior. I didn't get Warrior, so I got Demon Hunter. And I just tried to put as many of the same legendaries in. And I didn't understand how the deck worked. Literally zero idea. <laughs> Literally zero and still got nine wins. Hell yeah. Congratulations. Ah, that's and awesome. Then it got nerfed. <laughs> and then it got nerfed. And I'm like, no, that was like probably my one and only chance to get a 12 win run. <laughs> yeah, it's all done. Pack it in. It's all done. Uh, but so I did that. And um, I also did a thing again. So I, I, I play on multiple accounts, but I, uh -oh. for some reason, when. <laughs> I get bored, I make another new one, and I like to start from the beginning, you know, like rank 40, climb your way up. It's something I actually enjoy doing. Um, starting from the start, everybody has, you know, your river crocs, and you're just fighting each other. I was actually curious, because I wanted to see how many people were spending the 20 bucks to buy a deck hmm. from the beginning, because it's, it's there for you at the start. Like, there was no earning it. It's right in the store. It's an option you can get from the very beginning. And with about, I'm going to say, 30 to 40 games, something like that, I only ran into one person that oh. had purchased a deck. Wow. And and they had bought the Control Warlock deck. And the rest of them, everybody just has really horrible decks like I did. So, <laughs> is, is that good or bad or sort of neither? I think it would. I think it's great to be honest that not everybody is buying the um, the pre-made deck right away because I feel like you would be if you're getting stomped by these twenty dollar decks and you're just stuck at that rank forty. I feel like you would be forced or feel like you were being forced to purchase it because yeah, you would just you wouldn't be climbing anywhere. Like yes, you don't lose any stars at that point for for getting a loss, but at the same time, it, I feel like it would take forever. You would get slammed. Maybe if you're sure. a new player, you, you may not want even to continue playing. If I think, I think you just get destroyed. Kind of, I think this is kind of parallel to the conversation we, we may yet have about um, our relative ranks, because it's sort of like, what what do people want to prioritize in terms of the Hearthstone experience? You know, sometimes it's it's just pure out winning and so I, I can't fault someone for wanting to buy a deck like that and just get in on it but i also i think i agree with you on the other side of it where if someone's just getting stomped as their as their introduction to hearthstone then why would they come back right yeah yeah so it's it's been an interesting experience so far i've only climbed from the um the rank of 40 to 20 something at, at, at the moment um and the BM is real also still at those ranks. <laughs> it's so funny, someone will kill you with their, their Baldafist ogre and like emote the hell out of you. 
Like you got got by my ogre. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> hey, question: What what username did you end up on? We were giving you a hard time earlier because so we've got a okay. So if you guys don't know, in our Discord, we've got a channel for funny usernames, and there was some gems this week. That's all I'll say. I'm not quite appropriate to say on the air, but uh, there was some there's some pretty good ones. No, I'm not any of the ones I posted. Um, my, 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 my username is Jack Torrance. Oh, oh, that well, was like a very uh, like private detective pseudonym. That's that's uh, the guy from The Shining, right? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I was going to go with something else, but that works too. <laughs> I, I'm I'm almost done reading The Shining right now. I've been I've been reading the book, and I'm I have like 50 pages left currently. Oh man, Excellent. that one that one I think was very good. By the way, I read it, and I encourage you to. I, I think we talked about this a little bit off the air, but uh, so I remember. Okay, of course everybody knows the Stanley uh, Kubrick, The Shining movie with jack nicholson mm-hmm. and uh we were talking about it because the hotel the overlook hotel is here in oregon uh i think it's about an hour from where we live um but i i've, I've gone there before um we were on a road trip and checked it out and it's it's very cool it looks very different inside but that's what they use for the outside sure, and sure. um and that's super cool uh the book was good the movie was good they made it made for tv version of it on one of the network channels, ABC or NBC or one of those that was surprisingly good. If you can find it somewhere to watch online. Uh, and then the sequel Dr. Sleep was really good. And the movie with Ewan McGregor was really good. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to no, <laughs> no, I love Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. okay so uh, here's, no, no. yeah, <laughs> here. So here's the thing too. They there's, it, it's on, if you got, if you have HBO, it's on HBO I don't know if it's still on HBO, but it was, there's a director's cut that adds 30 minutes to the movie and it's yeah. Right. And it's really Dr. good. Sleep? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I almost canceled HBO yesterday I and then I decided not, not to, cause they told me it was only like 10 bucks to keep it. So I'm like, okay. I'll I don't it. know. I should <laughs> check and see if it's still on, but, uh, the director's cut big was, edition. Yeah. That's, it's a lot. I, I mean, yeah. I was surprised that, like that's a lot of content because usually it's five minutes or it's a deleted scene or something. But did, like, did they? I guess I shouldn't ask, but I'm almost curious if they like cut a plot arc or something. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to watch to find out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I th- oh gosh, I don't think it's on there anymore. I don't. I don't see it here. I'm looking no. at another monitor, but it, sure, it's, can rent it somewhere. Yeah, there, there are ways for me to find it. <laughs> something, <laughs> something. But yeah, so that's basically been my week. I've been. I was getting a little bored. I didn't know what to play. I've been looking for something I like fun for me. I've been looking for more of a combo style deck uh, to play. But in the meantime, I started a new account and having fun starting over again. And and yeah, that's basically what what I've been up to. I haven't done much else than that and there's a deck that i want to learn that we'll talk a little more about lately that sounds like it might be pretty interesting but yeah that's basically been my week nice, uh nice. nate what do we got going on with the the listener series yeah so uh we are in week three now um it, it's been a lot of fun we are kind of learning a lot as we go uh had Uh, started kind of a new thread in the discord of suggestions for the next season and it's been really fun kind of interacting with people and so um i i guess 
Well, first off, let me say uh, it's been a lot of fun playing with everybody. I played against Swarm Tides this week and I lost, but it, it was very fun. At least I eked out one win uh, and then he beat me, but it was great. Um, so I ha- have kind of our top our top players here at th- as of the start of the week. So uh, Sheep and I get together on Sunday to update the sheets. Uh, he does 99% of the work and I talk to him while he's working and, 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 and help in a very limited fashion. But, uh, here's, here's the current standings as of the start of the week. So Ben from work is, well, there's, uh, five people who are tied for first at the moment. So Ben from work, duo cat, Shia, who won the last season, Swagwar and Hydralisk. What now with the interesting piece here, I think one of the things that we've experienced and, and maybe looking at, finding ways to do this a little bit differently next time is that if somebody doesn't submit on time, a you're not playing this week, or we've had a bunch of people drop. And so uh, it, it's been interesting the first couple few weeks as, as we sort of um, call out the people who have decided not to participate and that's fine. Uh, but it, it's been really a lot of fun. Um, we also have Bane, Martian Boo, Maxibon, the Cyberon, and Turtle Boy, who are like right on their heels. So, so this has been a blast. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, for those of you who are, aren't aware, it's basically it's a five week series followed by three weeks of playoffs, and every week uh, there are special deck building restrictions. Um, and yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. So, yeah, I'm a little worried. I got Ben from work. Uh, we're, we're we're playing tomorrow. Uh oh. <laughs> hey, that'll be that'll be fun. Ben Ben and I practice a lot together, and uh, he, he, he keeps saying I'll smork you down, but I don't know if if that's a, a like if he's trying to trick me or not. He said that in the chat just now. He's it, trying to get in your head. It's it's <laughs> yeah, it's psychological warfare. That's been his theme for the season. Is uh, yeah, we'll smork you down. It's it's great, and it's been a lot of fun, and um, we have you know, really been actively uh, kind of engaging with the community in terms of kind of prepping already for what's in store for next season. And we've got a lot of good feedback. And so I don't want to spend too much time on it on the show. If you guys are interested, please reach out. Uh, We've got a separate discord for it because there's a lot going on and it's easier to kind of contain. Um, But yeah, no, it's a, it's been a blast and um, kind of uh, more news to follow. Um, but yeah, uh, I think we'll be, uh, trying to set up some streamed matches going forward. It's just been a really, really busy week for me in terms of work, but, but, uh, ideally next week we'll get a match or two streamed and, um, yeah, it, it, it'll be, uh, an absolute blast. Um, we do have, I keep meaning to get these over to wildcard to get them in our shop, but we got a couple new logos too that, that are special, especially made for the series. Uh, which turned out really cool. So I'm excited about that as well. That looks great. Thanks. Yeah, dude. We, we got this eSports style thing going on, and it's uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. It's where we got to get a jersey. Yeah. You know what? I reached, I'm reached. i a little bit sad because I reached out to our designer who did these, and I asked him, hey, do you do jerseys? And he goes, no, I'm sorry. I don't. So, uh, but. Hold on. What about a patch? Oh. Could there be like a. Yeah, no, I, I we could probably do those. You know who does have jerseys? <clears throat> Alpha Flight Gaming. Uh, I I actually um, I reached out to uh, Guy Grumpy, at who who is part of Hyperizon. 
Um, and I reached out to Don, who is the leader of Alpha Flight Gaming, and asked about where they got their jerseys. And so we have some leads. Uh, so it, good luck to you. <laughs> hey, thanks. You know, the, the problem is they're expensive. And so yeah. that's that's the, the sort of rub. And what Guy Grumpy told me, I mean, I'm sort of going down a, a rabbit hole at this point, is that when you do these, you got to like, you got to order them in bulk. Really what we've tried to do with the shop is have things like not ordered until uh, or not printed until they're ordered so that we're not amassing this big backlog um, or having to pay a bunch of money up front. And it's worked out really well. Uh, and big shout out and thank you to Wildcard and his wife who run our merch shop. Uh, but in terms of jerseys, like you got to buy a bunch of them or you got to pre pre-order, you know, a certain amount. But. Uh, if we could get cool ones, like I, I imagine, like I, I'd, I'd get one for sure. So, you know, we'll see, um, more to follow. Hopefully things will die down a little bit and we can look into that, but I love the artwork. So I'll make uh, you a Jersey. Oh, rock and roll. Yep. Five bucks, a Sharpie, 10 minutes. Oh, <laughs> all right. You want a, like a white t-shirt or what, uh, what color shirt? I guess orange. We probably should do orange. Yeah. I could use like silver then. Uh, so we have a question in chat. Sometimes we engage with chat on the show. Sometimes we don't. Firewalk with me says, if I got a jersey, would that help my win rate with APM Mage? Yes, guaranteed, 100%. Yes. Yes. Is, and you, uh, you'll need the armbands. You'll need the headband. And you'll you'll really just need every single piece of merchandise that you can possibly spend money on. See, Especially you, the golden version. Yeah, you heard that from the, the lead writer for Tempo Storm Wild Meta Snapshot <laughs> right there. That's, yes. That's... Also, uh, interestingly enough, all golden decks have a higher win percentage. It's a scientifically proven fact. Yeah, you, always draw, you always draw golden Leroy. Uh, you also always draw golden patches, unfortunately. <laughs> golden aggro decks. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel you there. Uh, <laughs> anyways, that's it for the listener series. Uh, I do want to say one more big thank you to Electric Sheep City, who has been absolutely instrumental in doing all of the uh, the coding on the spreadsheets behind the scenes. It's made everything so much better uh, than having to do things manually. And also a big thank you to Ridiculous Hat, who has helped quite a bit and has been uh, a, a great friend to the show. And we're already kind of behind the scenes planning for next season and how to improve from where we are right now. So uh, very excited and sort of ready to move on to the news here. Yeah, so we don't have a lot of news this week, but we'll start off with the Golden Standard Bundles. So there's two different bundles that Blizzard has put into the Hearthstone store. And the first one is $24.99. It comes with one Golden Legendary and five Golden Packs. And the second bundle is the Mega Bundle, and that is two Golden Legendaries and ten Golden Packs. So if you love golden cards, this is probably your best bet if you are okay spending the money. I haven't done a breakdown, you know, on the math or anything, but these are guaranteed golden cards. And I see I see Rotted over there. It looks like he has something to say about this. Did did you did did you get these, uh, Rotted? Blizzard knows my one weakness, guys that i'm weak <laughs> i got the big one not the little one though so i guess that's good you're a better man than me because i got both 
I you know I'm in the uh, same boat. I'm in the same boat. Unfortunately, like, okay, I love the gold cards. I, they put this in the store, and it's like, okay, I I I I couldn't I couldn't help myself, and I I will say. I, I tweeted this out earlier this week and I stand by it that like, okay, you know, I'm doing okay financially and I feel like, you know, I can afford this, I suppose. Um, which, you know, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I guess lucky or grateful to be in the position that I'm in. That being said, like, dude, this is not, not a good deal. Uh, in terms of like, okay, you get two, two, two gold legends and, a bunch of golden commons for 50 bucks like oh dude it's expensive it's really expensive uh it's, pure, it's purely aimed at people like us which is which is fine it is yeah. it is and i ended up in so i i got both um i got uh golden barack obama which is cool i got golden um the the weapon the 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 hunter weapon that plays a secret whatever it's called Ring, ringling's rifle Yes. Oh, nice, nice. I got that. Uh, that one's his play. Yeah. Yeah. And I got some other one that I can't remember now. I'll have to look it up. <laughs> and then I opened one in the pack. So that, that I, I think was the saving grace for me is that there was one in the packs. Yeah. Um, I found one in my packs as well, which felt good. What did you get, Rotted? Oh, gosh. The one out of the packs was High Abyss Allura. Ooh. But then for the life of me, I, I legit cannot remember what the other two were. It just right. basically, it's it's a combined choose my own golden warlock legendary. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. I, re- I remember now. I got Serena Bloodfeather. So my, okay, so oh, I'm, yeah. lo- I'm looking it up here. Uh, the ones that I got in the, like included, Serena Bloodfeather. And then I got Kiri Chosen of Elune, which oh, yeah. I, I don't I don't know if it'll ever see play or not. But okay, it's, oh. it's, it's, it's it is what it looks nice at least. Uh, and then I got Ringling's rifle, and then in the packs I I got Barack Code Obama, which is super cool. I am happy to get the Hunter cards at least. I don't play a lot of Hunter, but Ringling's rifles is a good one. I can't stand not having a golden weapon, like especially really? if you have the golden hero, and then you like get a weapon up and it's all grayed out. I don't know. Oh, I have the same compulsion about hero cards. Like I have yeah. a golden warlock, let's say, and if I had a non-golden. A Blood Reaver Gul'dan, and suddenly my my bite is is ordinary. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is. I, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because yeah. I, this journey down Golden Decks has only been something that I've done in the last I don't know year, year and a half, year maybe something like that. Anyways, but what I used to do was like I had for a long time I've had all nine Golden Heroes. And I was of absolutely the same mindset, right? Hey, I've got this golden hero. I spent all this time trying to get 500 wins. Then you get a thousand wins. And, and then I play this hero card and all of a sudden my awesome gold hero power is now like brown oak hero power. Like, dude, that's not cool. That is not cool at all. And so even as a uh, junior whale, I was crafting in gold hero cards only. None, none of the other cards, but the hero cards I would do in gold because like... I w- just refuse to have a nod gold hero power. <laughs> so, I've worked for too long at this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I deserve to play this pay Blizzard more money to show them just how much I care. Oh my God, it's that's the sad truth right there. 
Yeah, oh, but it's it's fine. It's like you said. It turns out we're adults, and money can be exchanged for things we like. It's true, right? Yeah. I uh, I I too purchased this, and um, I went down the same road as Nate. I got both. So, um, <laughs> they, we're changing the name of the show to Born to Be Whale. It is, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I, I I actually just got it just before the show. It was payday, and and. Uh, my wife won a thousand dollars on a scratch ticket like what? two days ago. Well, so I was that's like, "Cool, yeah, yeah." So I'm congrats, like, "Congrats, that's awesome." <laughs> oh, I was like, "It's basically free, right?" Yeah, basically. <laughs> Her hard work translates to your golden bundle. <laughs> well, I guess she didn't really work hard, but she still won. I, I drove her to the gas station. So where's your cut exactly? Um. I mean, the whole thing just went in the savings account minus some gold packs. Hey. So yeah, what, yeah, yeah, what yeah. did you get? Um, so I got, as the, the ones that they give you right off the bat, I got Keymaster Alabaster. Ooh. Um, which is pretty cool because I like gold cards that make other gold cards. Um, and I got Sage, the secret mage one. Oh, dude. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good um, one. And uh, Doctor Krastinov, you know the five mana four four rush guy who oh, makes sure. your your what your weapon bigger. Hey, as an, aggro, play. as an aggro player, I bet you like that. And I, we played it in Odd Rogue for a little while there. And, yeah, uh, I haven't. I haven't played that card in a while, but um, I know Rod had cringed at the golden aggro decks. I have lots. <laughs> of them. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm just trying to keep up an image. I think aggro is perfectly fine if that's your thing. Do it. And I also unpacked, I packed one also. I got um, the Guff Rune Totem. Uh, that three mana, two, four, after you cast a nature spell, give a friendly minion plus two, plus two. Oh, the Druid the druid dude. Yeah, yeah. the Druid dude. I He's a, a himbo, for sure. So, <laughs> it'll find its home. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a thing. So, yeah, oh, yeah. I'll take it, it. It will, it will. Yeah. Hey, that's those are good pulls, dude. Congrats. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm. I'm not disappointed. I mean, like you said, uh, you're an adult. I'm an adult. You can buy what you want, and I got. I, I got some good stuff. So cool. <laughs> I'll t- and yes, it does bug me when I play a deck and there's like three cards that aren't golden, and then I I just goldenify them anyway, <laughs> just because. So the more goldens I get, the better, because I like the shinies. Uh, Also, in news, uh, we have the Sparkles card back, which is back. So if you did not pick this up back in February 2018, that's three years ago now. So if you missed that, it's in the shop right now for either 500 gold or Uh, $2.99. Most of them, like I collect these, and I I have this. I've had a, a couple of them, but there have been a few that I've grabbed a couple now since they've re-released them. Just because I I appreciate having the cosmetics in the game. I'm I'm glad that they've started bringing these back. Yeah. So yeah. I saw. I thought it was pretty interesting this week. I, I was not expecting it, kind of out of nowhere, that uh, their Hearthstone Twitter account um, was boosting Sun Glitters and. Said, hey, everybody, t- cool. you know, tune into her stream and we're going to give away a bunch of these card backs. I was like, wow, that's cool. Uh, that was really neat. And, and, um, 
you know, I, I had responded to that and she, and she replied and said, Hey, wow, this was a really great surprise. Like I didn't know this was happening and this is super cool. Thank you guys. And I thought that was really neat. Um, that, that was, that was a pretty cool of them to do. So I, I feel like they're getting, um, you know, I, I love that they're engaging a little bit more with the community and, uh, I feel like, you know, ever since the kind of debacle with the last Invitational, they've been better in terms of representation. And so to see them do a little, you know, boosting someone's uh, stream is super cool. So that uh, was great. That's basically it for the news. I think we are are, are all out there. there. There's not a lot. We're waiting on the mini set announcement. Um, I feel yeah. like we're in a bit of one of those lulls right now. Uh, meta even though we've had some nerves is feeling a little bit stale but that's got to be coming probably an announcement of an announcement at yeah, some yeah, point right? it should be soon you yeah. guys think they'll say something in the next week or two probably like at least some kind of announcement yes because yes, i i believe aren't we expecting it to drop in the first few weeks of june yeah i think so, so. I, would, I, I would expect next week we'll get more concrete timing for that yeah, yeah. and and perhaps the uh the bundle announcement that we can pre-order <laughs> yeah <laughs> just because it's in their interest to have us pay them so come on right right take my money <laughs> <laughs> all right so switching gears a little bit then since there's there's really not much news at all to talk about i wanted to bring up uh the uh kind of meta reports like we were talking about earlier we talked to nhl last week and uh, a little bit about how the meta snapshot is created. Uh, but since you're sort of in charge of it all, I was wondering if you could give us a little bit of insight. How does the team work together? Who's in charge of what? Um, you know, any sort of special insight that you could give us would, would be really interesting. I guess some kind of behind the scenes action. I don't want to get you in trouble. So don't say no, 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 no. Don't, don't share anything proprietary, but, and but it looks like Hydralisk could care less. He's just abandoned his, his seat there. <laughs> He's back. He's back. <laughs> giving him, I'm giving him stuff. <laughs> hey, you see me hold myself off there? That was pretty uh, impressive. Yeah. I will say. I have a five-year-old. I'm good at stopping just short of blurting out whatever. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I can't go too in-depth into, into how we make the sausage, but what you see is what you get. Each of these individuals here, I, I think myself included, has performed at the at the top levels of legend in the past. Some of them are there right now. Others, <coughs> me, are slightly lower. Um, <laughs> but we, we all... We can forgive you. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> it's, it, it, it's hard out there right now, unless you want to play Dark Lear, but I'm, I'm sure we'll get to that. We all have our areas of expertise, but practically we can all write about a majority of the decks in the format because we all play so many games both facing these decks and playing as them and so we get together every couple of weeks we talk about the position of the meta we review data and from there we start to assemble and write and produce something that we can then share with the community very cool yeah yeah, I, I'm I mean, a big I, fan of it. I, I you know, it's you. been really beneficial. One of the things that we were talking about with NHL last week was not. I mean, not only is the, is there decks there, but then you guys sort of get into the matchups. You get into how to play it. You get into some tech choices, and so I, that seems really beneficial to me. And as someone who you know, I mean, I've hit Legend consistently every month now for a little over a year, and I'd hit once a long time ago, and then like, okay, cool, I did it. Now I can hit Diamond Five or whatever every month. And I've done it now consistently for over a year, but uh, for a long time, I 
I guess before I had improved somewhat as a player, what I'm getting at is it's very easy to net deck, right? I can go to Tempo Storm, I can go to HS Replay, I can go to Vicious Syndicate and pull up a deck list and copy and paste it. But like that doesn't teach you how to play it, right? I mean, a good example for me is like hand buff paladin is like easily a tier one deck. I can paste in the deck code like, dude, I have no clue what I'm doing with it. Like, okay. I mean, I know how to play cards on curve, but like, dude, I'm a filthy warlock player. Okay. I don't know how to play this deck. And so reading about it or watching people play it can really uh, improve, I think your abilities as a pilot. And one of the things that I really appreciate about your tempo storm snapshot is that you guys kind of get in depth on how to play the stack and what the card synergies are and what the matchups yes. look like. And that is invaluable. So I, I just want to say uh, thank you, I, I suppose. And, and you're welcome. I suppose <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to it every single time. As soon as it pops up, that's the first thing I, that I look at. Thank you. Yeah, we, we, we try and it, it's hard sometimes because the data doesn't always purely line up with with the deck's uh, potential strength. I mean, take take something like Dark Glare, which I think most of us would agree is insanely powerful in the right hands, but in, in the wrong hands, it's just a recipe to tapping yourself down so low that an aggro deck can finish you off lickety-split. Yeah. It requires a finesse that uh, you need to have a practice to get there. And we, we can give people the tools and lists, but ultimately it comes down to to repetition and just, just getting in getting in attempts with something like that. Yeah. And the same could be true for Flame Waker Mage and other APM-style decks that um, obviously they've been nerfed, and we, we can talk about that at, at, at your leisure, but it's not always the most clear, like, how to best pilot something or... Or, you know, if, if a data indicates something should be lower or higher, we can argue this till cows come home. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. I, I tried to learn to play Dark Glare by myself, and it I was not playing the deck correctly. I actually did some co-op uh, with a, a previous guest that we had, Glare, on the on the show before. And it's he in the was, name, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and he was telling me, like, no, 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 like, don't do this. I'm like, but are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just listen to me, okay? <laughs> well, yeah, I agree. And I, <laughs> I had talked to um, Gold Daniel about it as well. And he goes, look, this, this deck is not, this is something that's really difficult to coach. Like, if you're going to learn this deck, it's almost easier to watch somebody play it. And then we'll talk about the turns after and we can explain why we did what we did. But like, there's a lot of thought behind it. There's a lot of math going on. There's a lot of APM. Uh, for those of you who don't know what I mean, it's, it's what is it? it stands for actions per minute or something like that. And really what, what we're talking about is say Hearthstone turn, you've got 90 seconds and how many things can you do within that time frame before the rope burns down? And like, there is a lot of kind of micro decisions to make. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a tricky one for sure. Yes. And there's there's also a difference between playing something that that's strong like that to a top legend position and and just playing it successfully, which I think is a very there's a very thin line there in terms of like how we discuss that and how we appreciate that. But you can play a deck, I guess, technically suboptimally, but still not be bad at it. If you sort of get where I'm going with that. Well, I do, and maybe this is a good segue. Yeah. Maybe this is a good segue. Because what I what I sort of wanted to 
ask about or talk about a little bit is um, the meta in terms of how it's spread across different ranks. And what I mean by that is like, hey, I can, well, here's the example. Like you said, I can take a, a really strong deck. I can take a tier one deck and I can pilot it suboptimally to whatever my goal is, whether it's diamond five or whether it's legend or whatever it is, right? And I hit legend with it. And then there's there's clearly a, a cutoff point between like, okay, I've, I have been like a 10 star gamer now for 13 months in a row. And, and like, clearly I see this, this very uh, large distinction between like the 10 Xers and the 11 Xers. And like, I have dumpstered myself so sufficiently in legend uh that like i i don't know it's just really interesting i i've been trying to play mozaki mage over the past week and i am i'm sitting at like 2000 legend right now i started out the week at 500 so you can see what i did to myself um mm-hmm. but so i guess i'm not speaking from experience but knowing people right that in this top 11x pocket you're gonna see these uh tier one decks people playing very optimally versions of hand buff paladin and dark glare and probably some reno priest and whatever else the you know the top tier decks are yes and and sitting over here at like 1500 a 2000 legend dude i i am seeing the jankiest janky decks that i you know you can't play around you people are running like hard teching cards or playing super weird stuff. And like, I feel like I'm playing this deck optimally. At least I think I am and just crashing and burning super hard. And so, you know, it's an interesting distinction uh, there. And well, I don't know. I, do you have any thoughts on this? I have a lot of thoughts on this. I think a lot of people in our community get caught up on the difference between someone who finishes with an 11 star bonus and finishes with a 10 star bonus uh, in terms of that that perceived skill gap that re- is required to get there and it's true that there there is a lot of of grinding uh, skillful grinding that is required to, to get over that hump but I don't realistically think the gap is all that great um and I, I think you're right in terms of like you're playing a a decent meta deck down in a, in a position where you're running into all sorts of stuff. People are just trying to have fun and experiment. It's going to be hard to play around that. And also you'll run into like people trying to grind with hot aggro and you might get punished because of it if you're still learning something. Um, I think I was trying to make a point there, but I sort of just wandered off in terms <laughs> of my opinions of 11x versus 10x. Um but Nate, you're basically stuck yeah. in what they used to call the the rank five hell. Right? Oh like, yes! Oh my god! Yeah, we've all because, been there. Yeah, at, at that point you get there and you're trying to climb, and people are playing. Because I used to do the stupid let's play the second you get to rank. I still do it. That's my favorite thing to do is hit D five and then just play something stupid. That's my favorite thing to do in the game. And like I have not made a push uh in ranked in a long time because i i like i run out my stars i hit the d5 floor and then i just have fun yeah yeah to me that's where i that's where i find the fun is is doing that doing that there and there is nothing wrong with that i think that's probably a lot more healthy 
honestly. So I, I will shout out one of our good friends, uh, Schmoopy Daddy. When we talk about skill and legend and everything, like this dude hits day one legend almost every month. Uh, I would say an expert in secret mage and, you know, day one, day two, day three legend always. And then just memes out uh, doing all the achievement decks and just having fun. And we see all of his deck posts and screenshots and stuff in the discord. And I'm jealous because it looks like he's having so much fun. And, um, you know, he's checking off all these accomplishments in the game and uh, he has sufficiently tanked his rank to where he's playing people at diamond five. And he's at like, I don't know, like the, the dumpster of dumpster legend. And I, it feels bad saying dumpster legend. It's a bad term, right? But like, it's, it's, it's what it is. It's what it, it is. What it is. is. Uh, and, and here we are getting rolled by dark glare. And I'm like, why, why am I doing this to myself? Yeah, no, I think it's more healthy. Like, so yeah. in the back of my mind, like way back when years ago, there was always this goal of like, I want to hit legend super bad. I want to hit legend super bad. And then I finally did it. And it was way back before the rank floors and all that stuff. And so I'm proud of that accomplishment. It was a, a super grind. And now it's like, okay, it's just a thing. And so this new goal in my brain is like, oh yeah, I want to get 11x. I want to get 11x. But you really have to grind super hard for it and uh, play very optimally. And then and so I started asking myself, like, is it is it worth it? Like, especially right now when the game is not super fresh and. I don't know. I almost think the answer is probably no. Like, dude, I can hit legend within the first week playing relatively casually. And so I know that I'm a good enough player, but it's this like psychological thing of like, oh, well, I'm not really good unless I'm 11. And I don't think that's super healthy. I recognize that I'm sort of in a, you know, a conundrum. I suppose there's some emotional intelligence in realizing that, but like, I don't really know what to make of it. We can realize it, but do we actually internalize it? And I, I've been stuck on the other side of that equation. I've had 11x now the the entire time that it's been around. And I've been like slowly backsliding because the <laughs> kind of decks I really enjoy to play are not like the tier one decks. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm a Reno Warlock guy and that's like tier two, tier three, especially since it gets punished so hard by Dark Lair, the best deck in the format. Yeah, And so I'm like, you know, sitting around like 400, 500 and thinking like, okay, how much do I need to grind in these final weeks so I don't lose what I've already had? And so it sort of makes it a very negative experience for me because unless I'm winning or at least holding position, I feel like I'm, I'm wasting something a little bit. And that, that, that isn't a healthy mindset, I, I don't think. Yeah. But on on the same not the, the quite same level but a similar feeling that I have with playing on the different servers. I usually like I said I I like to hit my D5 and then have fun is is more of my my thing to do but what I've done is I've made myself have to do that on the three servers. And so there was a month where I didn't maybe it was even two months where I didn't on Asia, I kind of like left it alone and it dropped down to a seven or eight star. And I'm like, no, what have I done? Right. And like it, 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 then 
you feel like you've lost something and then you have to work your way back up. Like it's really been instilled in, in me anyways to like, now that they have these star bonuses to maintain them. Like, I know that if you take a month off, you're usually fine, but like, I feel like you got to keep it going. You got to keep it going. Don't lose those stars. Right. And so, so for me, like I like I'll do it on the three servers, and I and I have fun. But I think that's another reason why I don't really make a big push on one server because I balance them all. And I mean, that's what I like to do. That's what I choose to do. But um, I do feel that uh, that need to at least maintain that star bonus that you do have and not drop back because it you have to reach out and it it makes it a grind to get it back. Even though if you really think about it, like the way the game used to be is you had, you got one star per win anyways, yep. like in, in the old system. So it's actually not that bad. If no, you just put yourself in that fine. mindset yeah. of, of how the game used to be. Right. But we're spoiled <laughs> with our stars. We're spoiled right. with our stars. Well, and that's part of it. An 11 star bonus makes it really, really insanely easy to hit legend on day one because you're just cruising through. Oh, dude, I remember seeing it for the first time. And I I don't maybe it was I'm good friends with Blue Train. And I remember he hit legend with or maybe it was somebody else. I could be wrong, but it, it was like a sub 50 percent win rate. Right. Yep. It was a 45 percent win rate. I'm like, how is that mathematically possible to hit legend when you're losing more than you're winning? Like, that's crazy. And yeah, it was him. Okay. And I, 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 part of me is like, that's incredible. And part of me gets jealous because I have to work for it every month, but there's yeah. fun in it. You know, I mean, I, I, sure. I, I still get that like adrenaline rush when you hit your final boss and, and, uh, I will say, you know, that part is enjoyable for me and I'm stuck where you are, especially like, uh, my favorite decks like Reno Priest and Reno Warlock and Q Block is my all time favorite. Oh, and like, dude, yep. the deck is just, it sucks right now. And I, it yep. feels bad. Um, it's not good right now. I, it, it's not. It's not. I was playing no. a version last week that Mentalistic put together and it was running like double birds and double dirty rats to try to tech against everything. And like, that's what I've been trying and it's just not working. It's not, unfortunately. No. Um, uh, so I don't know. I the the game is at a, at a kind of a weird spot right now, and I don't think that the nerfs uh, really touched Wild all that much, aside from making Hysteria worse. Um, yeah, and and making Handbuff Paladin slightly worse, I guess. The Crab the, Rider, the, the Crab Rider is significant. It was significant. It didn't yeah. touch Dark Lair, um, which you know is 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 very good. So. I don't know. Uh, I, you know, I guess my question for you is, do you have any tips on breaking through to the next level of gameplay, regardless of what that is? So, so, you know, maybe my goal is to break through from 10 to 11, but what about somebody who is trying to hit diamond five for the first time or trying to hit legend for the first time, just general gameplay tips to like improve your game? Absolutely. Uh, I think there are a few different ways you can approach this. I think first and foremost is to identify a couple of different decks that 
seem to be meta viable. They don't have to be the top tier decks, but something that you could enjoy playing that have has been carried by others to decent places, and just getting in repetition with those decks. Um, I know. I know one thing that a lot of us fall into the trap of is if we have a couple of bad games with something like we hit some bad counters, we switch decks, and that's one of the worst things I think people who are looking for that consistency. Uh, one of the worst things that they can do because they'll just end up in a cycle where they're just bouncing all over the place. They're they're not getting into a rhythm with anything, and as a result, they're just sort of spinning their wheels at you know the equivalent of Diamond Five again. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I think turning to streamers and friend groups are uh, is is an underrated aspect of this. I mean, yes, you know we we all sort of watch the people who play. But one thing that I found that really helps my play is working together periodically with with groups of my peers and and co-oping, like look, talking through the plays together, sort of seeing how they approach turns versus how I approach turns, and and using that and sort of analyzing it to see like where are the gaps in my play. Um, so th- those are the two tips I'd take: like pick a couple decks, get familiar with them, and and grind them, and I... then don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah, I. Just to piggyback on that a tiny bit, I want to make a couple points. I think the first one is uh, I've hit Legend many, many times with like a tier two or tier three deck. It's definitely doable. Oh, it's certainly doable. If you are really comfortable piloting the deck, you know the ins and the outs, um, you know, you know how to pilot it very well. So I will say, you know, being comfortable with the deck is really important. I agree 100%. And, and the other point that you made, I agree with like a thousand percent. Uh, more often than not, like I love co-oping. It's so fun, and it's not necessarily even to, um, you know, some sometimes it's to, you know, borrow the intelligence of my peers. You know, hey, help me pilot this. But sometimes it's just more fun, honestly. Like yep. to to play yeah. with somebody else than to play solo. Uh, when, when I play solo, I end up watching Netflix on the other screen and playing Hearthstone on this one, and then I play suboptimally and. It's, yes, I've done that too. It's very fun playing with someone and just uh, talking through the plays and enjoy it. And then something crazy happens and you can enjoy it together. You know, somebody uh, dirty rats your Mozaki with no way to clear it. And you just laugh and laugh and laugh and, and kill them the next yeah. turn yeah. or or whatever. I mean, I, I uh, some of my best games have been playing with Ben from work or Blue Train Um uh, playing with NHL or otters or six J or one of these people. And it's just so much fun to, um, to, to hang out and talk through. And then you learn things as well. Uh, and so I, I just, I agree with you hundred percent on that recommendation. I think if anybody out there listening is interested in doing that sometime, uh, there's many discords where people will be happy to play games with you. Uh, whether it's ours or, you know, somebody else's, uh, I spent a lot of time in burnts, but like where, you know, wherever there's a lot of different places and uh, I recommend it for sure. Um, yes. Yeah. hundred percent. I think I'm going to catch the co-op bug. I haven't done that in a while and oh, it's so dude. fun. It's so fun. Yeah. I've gotten to know these guys so much better by spending time with them in discord. And it's not just the plays, it's the people. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. It makes us, it helps make a game that can sometimes feel stale a lot less so. Yeah. And, and that's I feel really important to me right now. Yeah. I, I am very prone to ladder anxiety, like a lot of us are. And when I play I by myself, 
when I play by myself, I literally, but like if if I'm on that climb between D5 and Legend, I make a play and then I get up and I pace around my room while my <laughs> opponent is doing their play. Like I get up and I walk and I, <laughs> I move around and then when that game is over, win or lose, I take like a five minute break. And I walk away, I'll go to the fridge, I'll make a sandwich, like whatever, and then like I come back, okay, new game. And I think you've touched on something there that's, that's actually really important uh, advice to give people who are, who are trying to set goals and, and achieve the Mahurstone. Step away, for the love of God. There are going to be periods where you'll lose a couple in a row and you'll just feel tilted and you'll rush your plays. Just step away. You don't have to complete it right now. You don't have to do it anything right now. Step away. Yeah, I don't remember who it was that told me this, but uh, it, it was the idea of, hey, if you lose you lose a game, okay, that's fine. But if you lose two in a row, go take at least a five-minute break. Get, refresh your mental state, drink some water, do a couple push-ups, whatever it is. But, like, uh, cl- you know, clear your mind because if you – so much of it is mental, uh, like a lot of games, you know. But if you get in a bad place um, – you know, you, you hit this funk and then you go this down rolls, downward spiral. You start getting angry. You play too fast. You complain about your opponent. Uh, and yeah. it, it just, it's not good. So, yeah, that's great advice. No. That's great advice. Yeah, there's nothing worse than, like, for me, when I make a play. And the second I've finished making the play, I realize it was the wrong play. And that can, that can you know, send me down that downward spiral like you were talking about. So for me, definitely those those breaks are an amazing idea because you're going to queue into the next game still upset about what you did the last time. And you're probably not in the right mindset to start that next game yet. That happened to me this past week. I, I was playing I was playing against a Mozaki mage and they dropped Talon Fordring and I had the counter like I could have I could have won the game. And I played too fast. And as soon as I hit end turn, I I realized like, oh, all I had to do was kill the Talon and then Dirty Rat. And it would have popped the Mozaki at, or like dropped the Mozaki. And then I could have killed the Mozaki and it would have been over. And I did not do that. And then I lost the next turn. It was great. It was really great. I was super tilted for the rest of the night. And then I <laughs> tanked super hard. So <laughs> speaking from experience. Oh, yeah. My my big weakness there. is playing way too fast. I yeah. so yeah 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 yeah. Um. Anyways, hey. By the way, since we're talking about uh, meta reports a little bit, I I didn't add it to the show notes, but it was one thing that I, I sort of realized this week was sure. that uh, Slizzle put together. It's not out yet, but he's like crowdsourcing a community meta report. Ooh. I will be really interested just to see what happens. So I don't know if you guys filled this out. I think it's still live right now for maybe today. I think it is is over very soon. Uh, but it's a Google form and it lists, there's probably, I don't know, 20-ish decks. And he asks you to classify them. Is this, uh, you know, tier one, low tier one, high tier two, tier two, low tier two. And it goes through down to, I don't know, tier four, tier five. And uh, I will be really, really interested to see um, what the community thinks versus what Tempo Storm thinks versus what Vicious Syndicate thinks, uh, you know, versus whoever else, whether it's, you know, Team Wildside or whatever. And and I I think, 
the perception sometimes is that some deck is super busted when maybe in reality it's not. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Have you guys seen that or do you have any thoughts on that? I, I voted on it instantly. I, I picked it up and I went through it. I thought it was great. I think it's a really good idea just to see what the community comes up with. Rada, did you did you see this? Since he's technically my competition, am I supposed to malign him? <laughs> <laughs> it's like an ep- I'm thinking of an episode of The Simpsons where Homer starts some nebulous technology company that doesn't actually do anything, and he arranges to get bought out by Bill Gates, who then comes with his goons and like destroys his living room. <laughs> so, no, I mean I I've seen it. And I'm really eager to see the results that he pulls out of it, because not only do I think Slizzle is an excellent analyst of the uh-huh. game, I think it sort of speaks to that that breakdown you had on screen for a while there in terms of like, you know, top legend this, mid-tier that. I think things can look very different in the various places, and, and mm-hmm. sort of like you, Hatchelisk, that's why I try to spend time every month hitting legend in each region, so I can get a sense of the appreciable differences there. I'm curious to see what his data brings back um, and how it meshes with not only my own analysis at Tempo Storm, but with the other uh, analyses being performed by uh, other top players. Yeah, it'll be fun. And I'm curious, you know, because this is a community perception, you know, what what do what does the community at large think versus, you know, the, the different like what does tempo storm think and how do they compare i'd just be very curious at the results uh not that one is is right over the other i'm just this will be a very fun social experiment i think so. i think so because I, I know that here's an example that i think is, is an interesting one a lot of people in standard really really don't like the game experience for Ticketus. Right. however the data does not bear out that the card needs an adjustment because the win rates are sufficiently low right right so where is that line drawn and you know how do we take into account opinion versus you know data fact as as to whether or not something is is either busted or just not good like alusia at at her current state i don't know yeah well it's another one you know uh like you said what do the numbers say versus what do the emotions say Ticketus and Illusi are both perfect examples of like feels super bad. I remember Jack making a video on, you know, why you're playing Illusi wrong and how to play it correctly. And, Mm. and thinking like I've won so many games because someone played Illusi poorly and gave me their win con. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. I'll just kill you. Thanks. Uh, (laughs) And, and it's, it's hard to do, but then when it happens to you, it feels super bad or like, like you said, the the ticketus win rate is it, I don't know what is it forty percent, forty some percent or something, and I forget the exact data point, but it was it was under fifty and low enough that it's like okay, why do we care? This card is not good. No, but, but here we are. But I you know I I think uh, I hit Duin one time in a legend legend boss, uh, and it was a Reno Reno Lock mirror match. Oh boy. And like, dude, uh, brand ticketist and mill yep. a third of your deck. Like it feels yep. super bad, yep. but you lost that match. Uh, I won the match actually, but <laughs> you won that match. I did, but it, but it's uh, it feels, you know, it's one of those where when it happens to you, it feels super bad. But when you do it to someone else, you are like King of the mountain. And it's so mm-hmm. glorious that like, See, th- that's why I love this card because I play 
a lot of aggro, so I never see the card when I'm against the deck. And then when uh, I've been playing a lot of Control Warlock as well, so when I play it, I have fun. So I never see it when I verse it, and I get to play it against other people. So it's like the best of everything. <laughs> Please that's, don't nerf it. It's that's fun. Great. That's it's, great. It's the card you want to see screaming out of Void Caller, and you're like, okay, you're just dead. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I've seen some people put it in Reno Lock, and some people uh, don't. And I kind of see pros and cons for both. Feels bad to come from a Void Caller or a Willow. So uh, I see, I, you know. As a, as a guy who plays a lot of Reno Lock, I see it as a Conquest-specific or, or Pocket Meta-specific tech when you're looking to face decks that are slower and, and that you're going to arguably need to mill down. But against aggro, it's just it, no, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. I, I, want Will, I want Willow in there every day. I want Ticketus on the bench. Yeah, I mean, I remember when the meta was very, you know, Reno Priest, Reno Priest, Reno Priest, and we started running uh grizzled wizard and finley in all of our decks oh, to like steal the hero power and ticket yeah. is to mill the car and it's like well what how else are you gonna win and i don't I just don't think it's needed at the moment but anyhow yeah yeah that that's a whole nother ball yeah i don't want to go, go down that rabbit hole but hey one yeah. of the things that i i also wanted to chat a little bit about was the idea of like hearthstone burnout I think we're all sort of there a little bit right now. I mean, we're at that weird place between metas where like, okay, you know, this set has been out for a while. We're all anxiously awaiting the uh, the mini set and the meta is a little bit stale. We had nerfs recently that didn't really change the wild meta uh, very much at all. And, and so I find myself personally like, okay, you know, I'm logging in, uh, I'm doing my daily quest. I hit legend really early. And so what is my motivation to play now um, when I could go play Mass Effect and have lots of fun or I could try to grind out my 11 star bonus and dumpster myself like I and then I get in this funk like, well, why do you even want to play? I'm just kind of done with it. And I, I, I don't know. I, it's been weird lately. So I'm kind of curious if either of you have thoughts on. You know, what do you do when the game is feeling a little bit stale? You can go first, Rodded. Sure. And I think we're, we've all been there. And like you say, we're hotly awaiting what's coming next for the mini set. But in the meanwhile, unless you're some nipple rubbing degenerate like Daniel, <laughs> um, wait, excuse me. Uh, I mean, <laughs> nipple rubbing degenerate like Daniel. <laughs> Uh, well, what I mean by that is, unless you're such a fan of Dark Lair that this is your place, or if you've found a counter that really works for you, like you're in a pocket and you can play Odd Warrior and, and somehow love it, that's fine. But for the rest of us, it's about pacing and balance, and I struggle with this a lot, like I imagine you guys might be. I want to set reasonable goals and feel good about them, while also recognizing that this is both kind of a job, but kind of not for me. So I'm in that sort of awkward middle ground. Like I need to write about the game at a, at a competitive level and get paid to do it. And also, you know, maintain some level of stream content creation, but it's a game at the end of the day. So shouldn't I be enjoying it? And I mean, I am a lot of the time, but those times I'm not, I think that's okay. And you just got to, like when you have a bad beat a few t a few games in a row, just step away. 
take a little time, refresh yourself. That's that's the only advice I've been able to get work, that to work for me. Come mm-hmm. back with fresh mm-hmm. eyes a few days later and try something new maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Still a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What works for you, Hydra? I know you were saying earlier in the show that you had started up a new account to kind of uh, start start fresh at the top of the ladder. You see some different things. And I will say on that point, you know, your meta at, at rank 40 is very different than your meta at Diamond 5, right? So. Oh, yeah, it, it definitely is. And for me... This is not the first, second, third, or fourth time I've done this. This is probably around number five <laughs> uh, of making a new account and starting from the beginning. And why do I do it? I think because I love Hearthstone mm-hmm. and I continue to enjoy playing the game, but I get sometimes just bored of what I'm currently doing in the game, right? Like, I could push and i could play top meta decks but i don't want to right like like I, I i don't want to play these decks or and you know what another thing is i think i should take more advantage of classic as well um yeah. because uh i was watching martian boo a while back playing druid and i took what list he was playing and i mean it's the whole force roar thing and um I started playing it and I was having an absolute blast and I need druid wins right now. And so I just like, I like to look at where I'm at, realize, you know, like if I'm not having fun with what I'm doing, if I don't have fun trying to push for a new rank, why am I doing it? Right. Am, am I forcing myself to do it? Because like, if I look over in the bottom left corner and I click on my friends list and everybody's in top 100 legend and, and I'm not, Right. Like, it, it, am I am I trying to always, you know, have the same rank as my friends kind of thing? Like, is that yes. why? Right. Like, that doesn't seem healthy playing the game just to make sure I'm where everybody else is at. Yes. Right. Yeah, having someone else's goal be your goal. Yeah. And so I, I feel that like uh, one of our really good friends of the show, uh, Wildcard, he has been just, he's like, I don't even care about my star bonus anymore. I think he said he's down to eight or something like that <laughs> yeah. and just having an absolute blast, right? And I feel like that's something that uh, is, is, is a smart move, really. Like, the guy is having an absolute blast playing the game, and he's not concerned about where he's at. And I think if you're not having fun, then play the game in a way you can have fun. And if, yes, I mean... Right, like, like sometimes I will hop into duels or I'll hop into battlegrounds or do the whole new account thing, and I just have fun. Like, I don't want to feel forced to, you know, like keep up some sort of a, a reputation or like whatever it is in in the game that I love when it's not really fun to do so. Get but, out of my head. It's right. No, no, no. But that's it's interesting that you say that because that's exactly yeah. where it falls for me. I mean, I sort of feel like, yeah. hey, we're running this show, and so I have an obligation as a content creator to be good at the game that we're talking about. And so I hit legend week one every week, and that's how it is. It, you know, I it's it's almost never day one because I work full time, and you know, I'm not going to stay up until four in the morning uh trying to grind out wins when i gotta work at eight 
like not yeah. gonna not gonna happen but within that first no. week you know typically i'll get to d5 in the first day or two and then legend by the end of the week and yeah that's perfectly reasonable uh, but like dude i that one time the one time i it day one landed on a saturday or a sunday or whatever it was and like I did it in one day was the most miserable experience that oh, like I have ever had grind with 10 stars. And I got there with like a 55, maybe 57% win rate nice. and like, uh, but, but, but like 55%. Okay. That means that maybe I won or maybe it was 53. It was, I mean, it was over 50, but barely. And it was like, okay, so I won a couple more games than I lost. And like, I just played Hearthstone for <laughs> I just played Hearthstone for, you know, 15 hours or whatever it was. Like I it was just an absolutely miserable experience. <laughs> a lot of games. <laughs> it was you said just... something there that I found really interesting. I think you can be good at the game mm-hmm. without being the best at the game. And I think that's a hurdle that not all of us have gotten over yet. Like you you can be really damn good at Hearthstone, but that doesn't mean you have to be like top x or y you can still be really good yeah yeah that's true that's true and i always get jealous when i see somebody hit uh like martian boot hit legend with reno death rattle demon hunter i was like what how is that that a few times yeah (laughs) how is that even possible i try playing it and i just get curb stomped super hard uh and so I don't know. I, I guess this is a roundabout way of saying I think it is probably healthy to have fun with the game uh, more than it is to try to prove, you know, how good you are or whatever. Um, At least, yeah. Uh, in my mind, like it's more fun to win than it is to lose. Mm-hmm. But if you're playing fun decks, you're probably going to lose to like the the meta decks right if i'm if i'm playing my my janky super fun deck like i'm gonna lose to apm mage i just the reality of it right and so it discourages you in in some regards to play the fun stuff uh and so you know what you know what is the what is the balance there and that's a little bit tricky yeah or even the relative power level of something that's you know viable but lower tier it it's gonna get crushed more often than not by stuff at the top of the druid or something like that well i'm gonna lose more games than i'll win against some of these top decks and i don't know i mean i guess that like when you know like either you're in diamond you're in silver you're in gold maybe if if you love playing j druid maybe you can be comfortable sitting in platinum or gold and playing j druid the whole time right (laughs) I mean, that's not necessarily the best example. You can get to legend probably with it, but it's just like, I see your point is exactly correct. Like, and I guess that's where you see, I don't want to say more meme streamers, but people who play more creative, like interesting wild decks, you know, sitting at the bottom of legend sitting. Hey, hey, we're back. Hey, sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. I sometimes Comcast doesn't want us to record. So I, I know the pain. I was talking to Ridiculous Hat the other day, and he was saying that he was getting Google Fiber, and I was super jealous. And, mm. and so I checked, and they are definitely not available in our area. So oh, I had Comcast for the longest time, but now I have uh, some fiber by CenturyLink, and it's been it's been reliable oh, for as long as I had Comcast. It was it was just awful. We're 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 in relatively 
similar uh, area here in the Pacific Northwest. My my two options are Comcast and then this new company called Ziply that took over. No that they they took over one of the other like local agencies, but like it's not good. Whatever it is, it's not. I mean, and, no and so I pay Comcast for the best internet that they provide, and it's it's not very good, unfortunately. No. My sympathies. Uh, yeah. Slizzle also um, had issues. I think it was today or yesterday where his, his wife was trying to do a teams meeting while he was streaming. <laughs> and I guess his, his stream was like shutting down her work meetings. Oh no. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> priorities. Uh, <laughs> so she can stop her meeting and Slizzle can, uh, <laughs> I, I think it probably went the other way then. Yeah. I it, believe it, it did. He, he opted into the, the, the good internet he said he was upgrading. Well, that's <laughs> smart. Anyways, I'm sorry about that, you guys. I appreciate uh, <laughs> your patience while I rebooted. It seems like everything is working again. So well, it's good cool. to have you back. Oh, cool. Thanks. Uh, anyways, so I, I suppose um, I, I, we were talking a little bit about burnout and, and all this stuff. I think that one of the things that you said earlier sort of resonated a lot, that there's still fun decks that are not necessarily your tier one, tier two that you can successfully rank with i saw cream puff the other day playing reno shutterwalk shaman oh yeah and, and like dude he's doing really well with it or you had talked about I, i've been i've been preaching this for the last several months that like odd paladin is a sleeper hit that nobody's playing it for whatever reason and like the deck is really good it's um, still really reliable it's 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 sort of old faithful i think it's it's very good the the you know there's not very many new cards it's relatively cheap dust wise and the deck is solid. Uh, and so there's there's some things. Uh-oh. We I'm, lose him again? Uh, no, I'm here. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> oh, just, just awkward silence. It's cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there are going to be lots of decks like that. People can find their niche. As long as they get practice with it and get comfortable with it, it should be fine. I mean, as, yeah. as, with the caveat, as long as it's not some like tier f jank that which is certainly out there you know there, there's plenty of stuff in tiers two and three that can carry someone to legend with practice and patience dude i was watching blue train stream the other day and he was one win away from hitting legend with big shaman and i was so excited yeah let's go and i've hit legend with it before like way back when but uh it's so it's doable now it it's it's definitely doable yes um any anyhow i yeah I don't know. I, I appreciate your your thoughts and your input on, on kind of the burnout and 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 trying to do your best to enjoy the game. Um, and we all just need to be good to ourselves and to each other. Wouldn't the world be a nicer place? <laughs> yeah. Now let's all hold hands and sing some songs. <laughs> oh man. Hey, so let's talk a little bit about what we've been playing this week. Um, I, I will start out. A little, you know real quickly here i don't want to spend too much time about it i'm more interested in in the, the deck rod brought and uh and this deck that hider's looking at playing and talking about these a little bit um i've been playing mozaki mage this week i got this deck list from 6j uh, yeah. and it's really solid like this is a very similar list to what we've seen over the past month with the new addition of tail and Fordring as a tutor for mozaki uh, for those of you watching or listening who are not familiar with what the term tutor means, it comes from Magic the Gathering, uh, where tutoring is when you're 
basically targeting a specific card in your deck to, to draw this card. And we know for a fact, like if I've got Talon Fordering, the Death Rattle says draw the, the highest mana cost minion in your deck. And so if I'm sitting here on my Sorcerer's Apprentice and I'm just missing Mazaki for the combo, like this pulls Mazaki. Now you get susceptible to Dirty Rat or some kind of disruption, but for, for those decks that can't handle it, um, this draws into your combo. Or the other day, like I'm sitting on my Mazaki, but no no Apprentice, like vice versa works. Like, hey, you draw into your Apprentice. Like, that's great. Uh, so I've been having a lot of fun with this. Granted, I, I'm in Super Dumpster and I'm getting targeted super hard. Every deck is running two Dirty Rats and a Lotheb and uh, Colt Neophytes and and Ugh. any and anything else that can possibly like ruin my life. Uh, and so I'm having fun with it. Uh, it's 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 a lot of fun, especially when you go off and and oh man, there's there's games that. I've won that I probably shouldn't have won. There's games that I lost that I probably should have won. But overall, like it, it's a super fun deck. Um, I feel like the nerf to Springwater, like yeah, it hurts a tiny bit, but not a lot. Uh, it, you know, if you can encounter encounters flow early on, you're still fine. I don't know. I, I mean, I've gotten beat down by aggro even even with double ice block sometimes. But like overall, it's a good deck. Yes. Uh, I am having a lot of fun with it. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have any hot takes on this? I, I don't want to spend too much time on it because you guys have more interesting stuff to talk about, I think. But uh, what do you think? I think it's a good deck. I think <laughs> that uh, you're, you're exactly right. Like The adjustment nerf to Springwater was, was important, but I, I think this and other APM decks still show that the power center of the deck remains to be uh, Encounter's Flow. Mm-hmm. And the double ice block and all the freezes. This is a this is a powerful deck right now, and it, and it can get places. We've seen more talk of it, perhaps because the the high legend meta has has decks that are susceptible to it. But uh, all in all, I think if you want to play an APM deck, this is the one you you should be looking at. It's certainly more linear than the old Flame Waker decks. This is this is a combo deck at its heart. It is. That's that's what I like about it. I struggle with APM. I remember when Corbett started playing the APM Flame Waker Mage, and he's got a good video on how to pilot it, but mm-hmm. I struggle with it. It's like, hey, when when do I go off? I've seen these decks go off as early as turn four, turn five, or sometimes you wait. Um, and, and when is that you know magic time, and, and can you draw into your deck and... It's complicated, I guess, is what I'm saying. Where I feel like Mozaki, there's a game plan, and you know, it's it's relatively easy. Like you need three, you know, you need Mozaki and an apprentice and some kind of card draw, like a um, cram session, and you can OTK. It's it's wonderful. Uh, it's it's fun. I almost don't. It's 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 a definitely a combo deck at heart, and it's sort of like playing solitaire uh, in some regards. And and so I, I enjoy that. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, but moving right along, I we were talking about what what decks you guys brought. Rotted has this uh, Reno Lock deck that is near and dear to my heart. This is in looking at it, it looks very control heavy anti aggro with the death rattle package. Um, I saw the new card, the quill bore, uh, death's head cultist is in it, which I like. 
Um, the only card in looking at this list, and I, I'm not going to read the whole list out. So for those of you sure, listening sure, sure. to the audio version, we'll, I'll post the deck code in the show notes and in the discord and everywhere else. Uh, so you, you can check this out. But um, the only card that I wasn't sure about was the inclusion of the backfire. And I was wondering how that's working for you, which is, what is it? Just draw three, I think. Deal three, yes. deal three damage, draw three cards. Yes, and I, I think it is an excellent card that just about any Warlock deck wants. It is just so situationally strong. If you have it in your hand, especially on the coin, uh, toward the beginning of the game, it's it's just guaranteed way to get through your deck. I think it's just an excellent card. Have you felt that the nerf to Hysteria like did any damage to this, or is it uh, still fine? I think it's still necessary, but it is, it's clearly slower. And so it makes it makes this deck that much worse against Dark Glare, which was already bad, but having Hysteria at three was kind of a saving grace. Mm-hmm. Hysteria at four is, well, that much worse. Yeah. But you, st- you still need it. It's still such a strong clear that you just you still run it. Cool. The yeah. uh, the glacial shard, is that for like Kingsbane or what is what is the inclusion? Uh, that's for, that's just for aggro in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it works really well, obviously, against Kingsbane, but it also is quite strong uh, against Dark Lair if you need to freeze one of the giants. Freeze a giant, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very cool. It looks fun. Yeah. I, I love, you know, it, this looks like kind of classic greedy control deck, and I, I really like it. I, it's got an expired merchant in it, so you can get two copies of Goldan or Nazoth. Uh, or avoid daddy or or yeah. or whatever else um, merchant's been the 30th card i've experimented a lot in that slot for a while i had a hecklebot when apm was was hotter mm-hmm. uh for the longest time and i go in and out with it i like death lord just as, yeah. as a very solid two eight on three can soak a yeah. lot of damage yep yep yeah i i i think that this might be something i'm gonna give a bit of a try i unfortunately or fortunately we'll see if this stuff comes back into the meta more, but I I made Nazoth and Blood Reaver Goldan in gold about six mm-hmm. months ago. Good man. And <laughs> then suddenly Q Block wasn't really good anymore, and I was very very sad. And so, uh, this is a good excuse to to bring those guys out that I had crafted and have not got to really use. There you yes. go. Yeah, this this list mostly is targeting aggro and handbuff paladin. It's it's gonna struggle against Dark Glare and it, it like hard loses to uh Big Priest. Yeah. So you just have to dodge a few things and you might be okay. I've, I've been <laughs> running about fifty fifty with it. It's it's okay right now, not great. But it's yeah. it's my comfort zone. Well, and that's the thing, I think, right? If you take a deck that's the tier two, tier three, but you're really comfortable piloting it, it's it's worth it's worth the decrease in win rate for the personal enjoyment uh and i I mean that's like q block is my comfort as well the deck is Mm -hmm. not good right now but it's still gonna it's still great against aggro um and uh you know i don't know it 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 is what it is i i like it i think it's solid to, to take on a climb though um yeah it's certainly doable it's certainly doable it's well, and there's what I like about this is there's so many tools. It's essentially just a teched out deck, and there's a lot of different ways that you can play it depending on what you're facing. And so, yes. you know, you end up facing some super greedy deck, or I, I know I'm playing, you know, an APM mage or, Moz, or Mozaki. Like, hey, I can brand Gnome Feratu. Why not? Um, or I can mm-hmm. brand Dirty Rat, um, mm-hmm. or whatever. Or if I'm playing some real slow, grindy 
odd warrior or whatever i can uh um you know space out your threats oh dude yeah or or hey you know you you can really take your time you know i can do brand merchant zola Uh, i mean i've seen gosh every once in a while we used to run faceless manipulator hey let me get four four copies of goldan four copies of nazoth and just be super super greedy Uh, you want to know the problem there (laughs) <laughs> not with greed just I'm, lo- I'm looking at this list as you have it on your screen uh-huh. and like i'm thinking of apm mage and like the cards i want to have to win against apm mage are almost entirely the opposite of the cards i want to have to win against secret mage and they're both quite prominent and mm-hmm. that makes a tech deck like this kind of tricky because guess wrong in the mulligan and well you lose gg right yeah yeah and it's kind of 50-50 in climbing the ladder. I, I'm all prepped, you know, for uh, APM Mage or Mazaki and then it's Secrets. And like, oh, yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. You you adjust and there, there's enough draws that are lively into Secret Mage. So even if you have like a rat in hand, mm-hmm. it's whatever. But that's an ongoing challenge here in Wild. I'm sure you've both experienced it. You, you're looking for something, you get something else and you just get rolled because of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a necessary evil. Eight, it's so nice to have multiple archetypes that are <laughs> successful within a class. It's you know what? It's probably a good thing for the format. I will say, um, it's I don't know. I played this game for a long time, and at least you know if I'm facing a mage, it could be any of three different types. If I'm facing a priest, it could be a couple of different types. Uh, although I saw some madman running like aggro priest on ladders the other day and was, I was very impressed with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, we were talking a little bit before the show about, uh, celestial alignment druid with Mally goes. And that's, I'm sort of curious about this. Like, I don't want to steal Hydra's thunder, but he was talking about, Hey, I want to, I want to kind of learn this deck. What, you know, do you guys have deck lists? And, I had one that I found somewhere. I don't remember. I think I lost against it and then pulled the deck list up from my HS replay. Mm. Uh, but Rod had brought a version from Burnt, who is like hands down the Druid master, I think. And Druid daddy. Oh, yeah. I I remember somewhat. We, we've, we've had him on the show in the past. He's a, he's a great guy and a good DJ, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Glorious beard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, big time. Mm-hmm. Um. And I remember some someone uh, giving him a hard time one time. He said, how does it feel to hit Legend every month with the worst class? And I thought that was so funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, anyways, this is his version of Celestial Alignment. Mally goes through it. And uh, it, it looks pretty spicy. I remember when we did the card review when the set came out. And I saw Celestial Alignment and said, hey, somebody is going to break this card. And it's going to be burnt or it's going to be uh, Clark Hellscream or it's going to be Concerned Mom, you know, and I I, I don't know how to play it, but I know it's going to be crazy. And uh, here we are. So how does this how does this work? Was that a question for me? Yeah, well, so yeah, the idea was I, I don't play a lot of combo. I've played a lot of aggro. I've played a lot of control. Combo is something I, I haven't done. I understand, I mean, what Celestial Alignment does. Uh, Algos. I, I, um, but, like, in, in general, what's the game plan? In, of in maybe a more broader uh, stroke than that. Uh, of course. So, 
as you can see with this deck, it is stepped away from the traditional Malagas Druid shell, which was involving Aviana Kuhn, Juicy Psych Melon, and stuff like Kale Thaw, Sunstrider, and Geppetto Joy Buzz. This, just like you say, you ramp at two and play Celestial Alignment. Thereafter, you have a few different paths you can take. You'll have the ability to play your copies of Nourish to quickly gain mana, and since your cards will only cost one, you can then go off with things like UI and, and just draw a ton of cards for very, very little mana. Uh, you'll also have Twig of the World Tree in this case and Sphere of Sapiens to break it. So you'll play Twig, immediately <laughs> break it with Sphere. Suddenly you're at 10 mana, your opponent's at like two. And so you have all this mana now and everything costs one. So you can just play Malagus the Spellweaver, get a humongous hand of free stuff, play Malagus, copy it with Germination, vomit on your opponent. That's rad. Yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds amazingly fun. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and I mean, it has the traditional druid tools of like branching paths, ferocious howl, an oaken package with Vargoth, and the new five ten for four injured marauder. <laughs> oh, um, amazing, amazing! I I didn't really think of that. Uh, Nate rated that card very yeah. very high. Hit the nail on the head with that one. Remember when we were playing a three six uh, like ironwood golem right out of open yeah. summons, and now we're getting a five freaking ten. Yeah, it's pretty nutty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's a fun little deck what's always interesting to me is when we see a card like twig of the world tree when it came out you know years ago and we we're all like this card is hot garbage and now we're playing it like what two or three years down the line and that's the beauty of wild and that i always yeah. say like don't don't dust your cars because something that sucks now is going to be good two or three years from now so th this looks fun to me where I always struggled with it was you play celestial alignment and then you're down to, you know, one mana. And so the combination of celestial alignment within ramping afterwards is, is the kind of important key uh, that was lost mm -hmm. on me. Um, yeah. That's where nourish really comes in, in handy because not only are you, you're gaining permanent mana, you're getting it that turn. So you can chain it into other interesting things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you would specifically want to save Nourish for afterwards? I mean, that's that's, an, I would say that's its ideal position, but obviously situationally you might need it to gain mana or draw cards. It's just sort of hand-dependent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely going to give it a whirl. I've been looking for something uh, that's going to, you know, excite me and get me... I, I got to get these Druid wins, man. Druid I is like my least play... Like, I think I've played Demon Hunter more. Wow, so like it's wow. yeah like it is down there so um i i'm gonna i'm gonna give this guy a spin and, and i like doing fancy things so mm -hmm. this this deck has a lot of finesse to it there are, there are a lot of sort of sneaky ways you can win that you'll just you'll come into as as you as you just get the reps like for example, Oaken Summons. If you have if you have a second copy and only Malagus is left in the deck after Celestial Alignment, it costs one. So Oaken will rip Mali out of the deck for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Just little things like that, or like timing for stuff. But it's a lot of fun once you get the pacing of it. It's it's Druid, all right. Yeah. So what are you looking at in in terms of OTK? I, I mean, I suppose after we Mali goes. Then you Maligos again to uh, to draw a bunch of spells. You can Coon to refresh. And then in terms of damage, I guess sure. I've got... I, what I see here is I've got the swipes and I've got living... 
only one copy of Living Roots. Mm-hmm. And, and and so there's not like you got to save those, I suppose, for your OTK. Yeah, but you also have UI, which at that point will only cost one. Also, oh yes, 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 I missed that. Yeah, and so with two Mallies on the board, that's that's still a ton of damage. Like each UI, if you have Mally and Germinate it, uh, that's what five plus five plus fifteen uh, for just one UI. So it it adds up quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you might also end up in a position where okay, maybe you can't do an OTK, but if you get a Mally down or a, a Mally and a half. I guess that wouldn't be possible, but enough to swipe away an opponent's board uh, to the point where you're you're threatening lethal. Uh, they might just not be able to respond to that. Yeah, especially if if they're short on mana and you have all the mana. It turns out. Well, and and part of the beauty of this, I think, is it's it's matchup dependent. And so if I'm facing an aggro deck, and yes. I can, I'm sitting here at like, you know, thirty health and fifty armor. <laughs> it's like well. Okay, you know I can use my swipe to take out your little baby minions and just out, exactly and, and just outlast you. So, exactly. Yeah, this and the double the fun. double spreading plagues there too, right? So oh, yeah, you you've got plenty of defensive tools. With the, the Oaken on four, if you if Oaken pulls Vargoth, pulls the Marauder, gaining twelve armor, vomiting those stats on the board. That's that's often just game winning right there against aggro. Yeah, that's, that's it's like back breaking. It's great. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm yeah. I'm definitely gonna give this a go. I've been really looking for something to play in Druid, so I appreciate you uh, suggesting this. Absolutely, and, and to be clear, I don't know actually if it's any better than old style melon builds. Mm-hmm. I, it's just different, and um, I, I, w- I would really defer to Druidic experts there. But it's it's I think perhaps more versatile and fun. So I think that perhaps is more important. It, uh, I will definitely say new shinies. And so I, I think try, you know, trying out something new. It, it's interesting because we've seen this evolve over time. I was a huge fan of uh, Starliner Druid back in the day before it got nerfed to Oblivion. The, the style of kind of OTK is just so fun. It's, uh, it's definitely a big shiny uh, combo combo deck here. So love it, love it. Hydra, you know, we were talking about earlier on the show in terms of like doing some co-op. Like this would be a fun one to do it, where we can, we'll, we'll probably yeah. we we'll probably lose more than we win and have a lot of fun doing it. Would be my guess. <laughs> yeah, we it's should not do so that. Bad at the end of the day, then, right? No, no that's fun, right? Okay. That's it, which is the which is the goal, right? Exactly. So, I like it. I like it. I'm I'm in. Well, yeah, we can do poorly with it, and then I can go bother Burnt to to help us out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, super cool! Um, all right, you guys. Well, I, I think you know we're we're sort of uh, wrapping things up a little bit. I want to move over into kind of our weekly challenge. So last last week we had a weekly challenge on the show. We got it from our buddy Otters, uh, which is fun. The, the right so so uh for those of you who who aren't aware or are you know hearing this for the first time what what we've done on the show for a while now is we've got a weekly challenge for the listeners to try to do um and sometimes it's you know build a giant beast and sometimes it's build a giant weapon sometimes it's uh kill yourself in the most creative way possible uh self self lethal um in the game or whatever it may be so this past week otters uh came up with the challenge and it was to create the largest pogo hopper board by turn five now now the funny thing is 
so then otters provided an example it dropped it in our discord hey here's here's my submission you guys and uh nobody was able to beat it all week <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, I, it was, it's pretty funny. And then, and then, the, you know, as the week progressed, like people were not able to make it happen. And so otters jumps back in. He was like, uh, I'll give you a hint, mech, mech warper. And, uh, and still, uh, so otters is, is the reigning champ of his own challenge here. Um, <laughs> did otters really come up with, I thought NHL fan came up with, well, it. I, it, it was, I, it, it, I think it was otters, uh, through NHL by proxy um, uh, gotcha yeah yeah it's they're they're in the same degenerate club mm. <laughs> i i say that lovingly uh, <laughs> so so anyhow that that's that so uh thanks otters <laughs> um in terms of uh challenges for this coming week uh, no by turn five those are very big bunnies uh yeah yeah no so this example that's on the screen here i think was not the actual submission either um it uh let me check the discord super quick they were big though uh mickle got close but otter's submission was a seven seven nine nine eleven eleven and thirteen thirteen on turn five yeah i haven't actually i was trying to find uh the the entry on it um we we have a few uh, okay so i i found it it is there is a seven seven, a nine nine, an eleven eleven, and a thirteen thirteen on board by turn five. That's by still, that's that's yeah, that's pretty crazy. Mickle got close. Uh, he he was not too far behind, but uh, looking at Mickle's here, he's got a um, three three five five seven seven nine nine eleven eleven. Just still solid. That's solid for t- uh, turn five. Yeah. Wow. Wow! Break the, break the meta with pogos, right? Just, just. <laughs> hey, you know what? Anytime there's a meta breaking deck, it's always so fun. I think it was I. I think it was Otters as well, and I could be wrong, but I think it was Otters who was playing Deathwing, like oh, Deathrattle yeah. Rogue, right? Yeah. To to high legend, and yeah. and so the question is like. Is that dust bait or is that good? And I don't know yes. the answer to that. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yes to both. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's That's... not going to carry you all that far. It can carry otters as far as its giant dragon wings can take him, I guess. I don't know. It's otters. I love it. I love that though. It's uh yeah. it's so fun and that's 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 the thing. Well, one thing that may, it makes me wonder is like are we such slaves to what everybody else is playing you know um when someone can break the meta with something like that um it 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 gives me hope right when i see somebody play a a different deck when we're sitting here you know picking these top tier decks and it's like maybe maybe there is stuff out there we just need to you know experiment more not be afraid to lose ranks trying Dude, I think that's a really good take. I've been I've been saying this for a long time. I feel like there are so many of us, myself included, who are sort of slaves to, you know, what is the meta, what are the best decks or whatever that mm-hmm. there's there are definitely uh undiscovered decks. I I can guarantee it. I don't know what they are. 
but I am I'm like almost certain that there are some undiscovered gems that we just haven't found yet because we're too busy playing Dark Lair and Secret Mage. Uh, there's got to be stuff. So yeah, the meta's not fully solved. I don't think it's fully solved, but it still can feel stale. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, every once in a while, there's something comes out of the uh, out of the woodwork. Like, what is this? I've never seen this before. Wait, wait a minute. This is actually good. Uh, hold on a minute. And it's always really fun when that happens. So. Yeah, kind of like how cute Locke emerged, right? Yeah, I I have to say, part of the the fun thing in looking at the different meta reports is, you know, when we look at e- NA and EU, they're relatively similar. And then we look at the Chinese meta report and it's like, wait a minute, what, what, what is this? But mm-hmm. their player base is huge compared to ours. And so there's a lot more, um, I guess, experimentation or a lot more uh, variety. And so then, you know, we can take this idea of like cute lock or it's a combination of like baby zoo and some discard mechanic and, and all of a sudden people are doing really well with it. Like, hold on, wait a minute, what's going on here? Yep. And uh, it, it's always fun when that stuff happens. Agreed. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, so, hey, I, I don't have a weekly challenge this week. I, I think um, Otter sort of blew my mind with that last one. And, and uh, <laughs> it's been quite a busy it's been quite a busy week for, for me. Unless you guys have something crazy off the, off the top of your mind, we may have to skip a week. Um, <laughs> I don't want to put you on the spot. No. Rotted, yeah, rotted but uh, may, I don't know if you have any anything crazy that you would challenge people to do. Not particularly. I've been just trying to challenge myself to be uh, better at the mental aspects of the game. So maybe that's the challenge hey, for everyone. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll take a week off and and, yeah. and reassess. I like that. Go like see. That. Go out in the sunshine. Get some fresh air. Go play Hearthstone at the park. Oh, there the you floor. go. I like that. I like that. That's that's, that's great. All right, you guys. Well, that's that's pretty much it for our show here. Uh, quickly, before we wrap things up, I do want to say um, a, a very big thank you to the supporters of our show. First and foremost, thank you to Shokunin, who's our executive producer. Well, thank you for your support, and thank you to all of our patrons. Disruptor108, Claudette G, Daniel B, Justin M, Wildcard, Aramorn, Ben from Work, Corin J, and AJ Gomez. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. And uh, also, um, just a, a big shout out to everybody who is kind of watching the show live. Uh, thank you all for your support. Um, if uh, you're watching or listening, you're interested in supporting the show financially, you can visit our website. It's born to be Uh There's a link to um, a find us page that will take you to our Patreon. Uh, if you want to donate a dollar or two a month, uh, it goes a long way for us. Also, we've got a bunch of awesome merch up on the website. And uh, if you're somebody who's on Twitch a lot, we have several emotes that uh, uh, you can use if you subscribe to us. Uh, again, done by the amazing artist, Christina Oe, who is uh, super cool. Um, yeah, she's awesome. She's she's super, super awesome. And also big shout out to Firestone uh, Deck Tracker if you guys are interested in uh, tracking your games, tracking your collection. Firestone is, is very, very cool, uh, along with HS Replay. Uh, but they have hooked us up with free premium and Thank you guys very much for that. I, I, I recommend um, their deck tracker. It is free and it's very fun to use. So you guys want to check them out. It's firestoneapp.com. 
Um, and, and that's pretty much it for us. Rodda, thank you so much for hanging out tonight. You're welcome. Really, you uh, really appreciate your time. Thank you for working through all of the technical challenges that we have with Discord tonight. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> I, right? I, I, yeah. This this episode was sponsored by Comcast. So <laughs> thank you, Comcast. Really, uh, so much. Uh, hey, Rodda, where can people find you if they want to check out your content? I am the Rotted Zombie at the Rotted Zombie on most platforms: Twitter, Twitch, sometimes on Instagram. Meh. But uh, look for me on Twitter and Twitch uh, at the Rotted Zombie. Love it, love it, and uh, yeah, yeah. Also to kind of pimp out your uh, wild Tempo Storm meta reports come out every month. Uh, super cool and super beneficial. I recommend them a hundred percent. So where uh, people can find your meta reports on tempostorm.com. Yes. I, I publish meta reports with my team at tempostorm.com and you can hit the Google for Amber flight gaming. Uh, my team We're we're pretty cool. You guys are super cool. Hey, yeah. when do you guys do the, the meta reports? There's a set day for them, right? Uh, yes, we have an internal clock. It, it can sometimes vary based on, on circumstances like ex- nerfs or expansions, mm-hmm. typically every two weeks. Oh, and wow. That's, that's faster than I even imagined. That's, yeah. that's, that's really awesome. So we're in the middle of a writing cycle right now. So you should expect something next week. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Very cool. Hey, Hydra, where can people find you? You guys can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Hydralisk underscore HS. And as always, you can come and check us out in our Discord. You can find me there and many other beautiful, amazing people where we've got a nice community. Come, you know, just hang out. If you're looking just to talk with with other people that play this game or you're looking for decks, we've got different channels with all the different deck lists good place to be you can come find me there and and a lot of other people in this amazing community absolutely and as for me uh very active on twitter you can find me at nate wolf tcg it's n-a-t-e-w-o-l-f-e-t-c-g uh more importantly you can find the show at born to be wild hs.com again born to be wild hs.com and i would echo very much what hydra said uh one of the the main purposes of the show is um, hanging out with the community, spotlighting members of the community, and the Discord is a great way to do that. There's a lot of people just hanging out, having fun, talking about Hearthstone, sharing deck lists, sharing replays, sharing screenshots, and and just having a great time. If you're interested in checking that out, even if you are not a big fan of social media, I think it's 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 a blast. You can find the link to that by going to our website, borntobewildhs.com. Click on the Find Us page, and there's a link to the Discord and uh, I hope you check it out. Thank you all for hanging out tonight. Thank you very much to the people who are here watching live, hanging out through us, uh, regardless of our technical difficulties. Thank you all to the people watching this on YouTube or listening to the audio version of this podcast. Uh, We appreciate you. We have so much fun doing this, and we will see you all next week on another new episode of Born to be Wild. Hey. Take care, everyone.